Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music-filled trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com. Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Everybody, Eddie Trunk here with you, and it's time for another edition of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday via podcastone.com and iTunes. Thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening, however you do it. As usual, the interviews you hear on the Eddie Trunk Podcast come to you from my daily rock talk show on Sirius XM Channel 106 volume, which you can hear live Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time, replaying every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern and on demand on the SiriusXM app. As usual, I bring you one or two of those interviews every week here on the podcast, but get involved, become a subscriber if you are not already to SiriusXM, and join me for our live get-togethers where you can interact with these artists and with me each and every day talking rock music. Remember, if you are shopping on Amazon, do so by starting at Amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. That would be greatly appreciated. Hope everybody in the U.S. had a good 4th of July week last week with the holiday falling right on that Wednesday. It kind of felt like a whole week deal as a lot of people had at least the day before, the day off after. I had the whole week off from my radio show, which is really my main full-time gig. And that was good. I got a chance to go down to the Jersey Shore where I grew up pretty much going my whole life. I finally have a a small home of my own down there these days and had a chance to put in a little family time, get into the ocean, get sunburn, (laughs) all that sort of good stuff that comes with the summer. And uh, it was a lot of fun to do that and catch a little bit of a break. But I am right back at it now, full throttle and pretty much going hard through the rest of the year. I've got stuff booked in through November at this point already. And I'm excited to have all this work, but it's going to be quite crazy. As I've mentioned before, I'm going on tour with Deep Purple during the month of November in Mexico. Got the SiriusXM Hair Nation tour coming up, which I am hosting seven stops on. Those stops are Anaheim, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Phoenix, Houston, Philadelphia, and New Jersey. A bunch of other appearances as well that will be posted on eddytrunk.com on the homepage as they are confirmed. And as usual, follow on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for info and updates up to the second. Of course, the really big news is the launch of a brand new TV series that I am hosting on Access TV with new episodes now every Sunday, every Sunday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. The show is called Trunk Fest, covering music festivals, Already two episodes have aired, the debut from Sturgis, last Sunday's new one, which was shot at the Voodoo Fest in New Orleans and featured Taylor Hawkins of Foo Fighters and also featured Prophets of Rage. So that was a lot of fun. Episode number three, this coming Sunday, 9.30 Eastern on Access TV. And this features a trip to Mexico where I was at in Riviera Maya at the Hard Rock at one of those resort destination deals with the Zach Brown Band 
and Blackberry Smoke. So I think you guys will love this one as well. It's really a, a cool sort of travel meets music show, and I hope you guys are enjoying it. I thank you for watching it. I thank you for DVRing it. If you aren't, please do so. Again, Access TV every Sunday night, 9.30 Eastern for Trunk Fest, my brand-new TV series. I appreciate your support on that, watching and spreading the word. And if you don't have Access TV, and I hear from folks wondering, you know, I've said this before, there are people that absolutely love the channel and watch it and know all the shows on it. Unfortunately, there's people that don't get the channel, and unfortunately, there are people that get the channel but don't know they get the channel and don't know how to find it, or they don't want to buy up to the extra tier. So I hear about all of it. All I can tell you is if you get it or can get it, I appreciate you doing so. There's a ton of other cool content on there beyond my show. And if you are on board, please watch on Sunday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, Trunk Fest, my brand-new TV series. I think you will enjoy it. Go to access.tv if you need more information about the channel, which, by the way, is spelled A-X-S. And that's how it comes up on your TV grids as well, AXS and the website AXS.TV. All right, so um, let's see. Stuff coming up in the immediate future this coming uh, Friday. So tomorrow, if you're listening to this on post day, I will be in Tulsa hosting Dokken at the IDL Ballroom. People ask me all the time how I end up in Tulsa so often, why I end up in Tulsa so often. And as I mentioned, my business started in Tulsa 11 years ago when I hosted the first ever Rocklahoma, which I still do every year. But through going to that area of the country, I've met a lot of other people. There are a lot of great rock fans in that area of the country, believe it or not, and I've met various promoters and people in business that have become fans or become friends or both and have offered me these great opportunities to come there and do things. So there is a concert series that happens at a ballroom in downtown Tulsa, the IDL Ballroom, and I am lucky enough to have uh, my good friend Doug Burgess bring me there when he promotes those shows to host them and help him promote them. So when he has shows, 99% of the time I am there, thanks to him. And that's been the biggest driver that's gotten me going to Tulsa lately. I'm also very lucky because I have a great place to stay. People tell me all the time, oh, you should get a house there. I don't need it. I have one. It's called the Hard Rock. (laughs) And it's a great Hard Rock there in Tulsa. And they take great care of me. And they have a radio studio there. So I get to do my Sirius XM show from there. I'm going to do it uh, Friday from there with Dawkins on the show with me. So it's always a lot of fun to go there. The only thing that sucks about it is that you used to be able to get a direct flight from Newark in and out of there, but no more. So there is it is a bit of a travel drama with connections and all that, but always a good time. Look forward to seeing everybody there if you're in that area of the country this coming Friday night at the Ideal Ballroom for Dokken. Back there again on July 28th for a free show with Bisto Blanco, which is a band that features... Calico Cooper, Alice Cooper's daughter, and Chuck Garrick, who is in Alice Cooper's band. It's a very cool theatrical uh, show, and it is completely free. So I hope to see you there as well on the 28th. All of my appearances are on the homepage of eddytrunk.com. As I mentioned, please have a look as they're confirmed. There's some new stuff coming up, including something just added in Arkansas. I mentioned all those Hair Nation dates. Um Something really cool coming up soon that'll be a monthly deal in Los Angeles. And that should be able to be announced any day now. And the first one is going to be pretty darn cool. So, again, keep an eye on the site. Keep an eye on my social media, at Eddie Trunk. Twitter, where I'm most active. There's also Instagram and the Facebook page as well. And, of course, you can buy merch on my website. i got brand-new T-shirts available up there, including Trunk Nation stuff. And I also have my blog, which is The Trunk Report, and Music News, which is updated daily right on the website. So that is the place to go to find out everything going on in my world. On the music front uh, tonight, well, I'm recording this on the Tuesday before you hear it on the Thursday. I'm pretty excited tonight. I'm going to see The Struts. So I'll give you a little review of that next week on the podcast. I saw four or five songs only from them live, and this is the first time I'm catching a complete set. One of my favorite newer bands. They're on tour with the Foo Fighters, but this is a, a one-off gig that they're doing. Or they're you know on the off nights they're playing headline dates, 
and it's going to be really cool to be able to catch them in a club because they are selling out everywhere, and I do not think, and I certainly hope, that they are not in clubs for much longer because they they are selling out everywhere they're playing. So it would stand to reason that they are they're headed to uh, to to greater pastures as far as the rooms they play in bigger venues. Certainly one of the biggest emerging rock bands out there, and looking forward to seeing them. I'll give you a report on that. And uh, that's really it as far as the Open for me this week. Again, there's so much going on, it's kind of hard to remember all of it, but if you follow on social media, if you listen to the radio show daily, you get a daily dose of everything that's going down. But those are the important things off the top of my head on this week's podcast, which, of course, I thank you for listening to and sharing the word about as well. And uh, this is, of course, always free, and we appreciate you guys listening and uh, drop me a line anytime eddie at eddietrunk.com that is my direct email address our interview my interview for you this week it is with dizzy reed dizzy reed is an interesting story to me because dizzy reed has been a member of guns and roses now for like 30 years like 30 years and if you really think about it it's pretty remarkable that a guy could be in Guns N' Roses for 30 years and really not be a household name. And I find that immensely fascinating. This is one of the biggest bands in the world, and you got a guy that has consistently been in this band for nearly 30 years, as I said, and very much flies under the radar, if that's possible. I mean, can easily go get a carton of milk and not be stopped. (laughs) And he's a great guy. I've known him for a long time. He has another band on the side, which has a phenomenal name, Hookers and Blow. And, uh, you know, every band has those guys that are the two or three stars that everybody knows. And and then you've got the, those guys that have been there forever and kind of just, again, lay low, don't seek the spotlight, and and are pretty anonymous. Is it possible to be pretty anonymous and be a member of Guns N' Roses for 30 years? So that is some of the stuff that I talked to Dizzy about. Dizzy, this interview actually is probably four to six weeks old, but it was uh, it's it's not dated in any way because Guns N' Roses are still touring as we speak in Europe. And he also just released a phenomenal solo album called Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. And that was the biggest reason why I wanted to have Dizzy on. Because now we have a a member of Guns N' Roses who released a solo record, which has a bunch of former members of Guns N' Roses on it, and again, largely off the radar. And it's a really good record. I believe that if that album would have been, some of the songs on that album would have been done as Guns N' Roses songs, they would be great Guns N' Roses songs with Axel singing them. So if you have not, checked out this record that Dizzy Reed just released called Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. It's a really good record. We talk about that. We talk about how he got the gig in Guns N' Roses and have a, have a great conversation here. I think you're going to like this. One of the unsung heroes, in my opinion, of GNR, a member of the current band, a member of uh, multiple lineups of the band ever since he first joined around the time of the Illusion Records. How did he get the gig? How did he join? What's his story? We'll find out. Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. We'll come back with that right after this. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, if you're one of the millions of Americans who suffers from muscle cramps in your legs and feet, Relief is finally here, and it is TheraWorks Relief. It's a topical foam that's clinically proven to relieve muscle cramps fast. Plus, with daily use, TheraWorks Relief can even prevent muscle cramps before they start, so you can get a full night's sleep or do the activities you love without having to worry about muscle cramps. And trust me, those are brutal. TheraWorks Relief only takes minutes to apply. It absorbs quickly, and it really works. I recommend TheraWorks Relief to my family and friends. The results, they speak for themselves. It is a life-changing product and you don't even need a prescription. TheraWorks Relief for preventing muscle cramps and relieving muscle cramps. Try TheraWorks Relief today and experience relief from muscle cramps for yourself. Get TheraWorks Relief in a pain relief file 
at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens Pharmacies, or by talking to your pharmacist. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. That's TheraWorksRelief for your muscle cramps. TheraWorksRelief with an X. TheraWorksRelief.com. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, move over YouTube. The Collider Network is now on Podcast One. Get your fix for all your pop culture needs with shows like Jedi Council, Movie Talk, Collider Heroes, One by One with Christian Harloff, and Movie Trivia Schmodown. Check out the Collider Network podcast at Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Also, remember to rate and review. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Eddie Trunk back with you on this week's Eddie Trunk podcast. My guest is Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses talking about all kinds of stuff. Let's get into it with him now. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you, Eddie. How's things, man? Um, Things are good. I just got back um, late last night. I was in Texas with Hookers and Blow. Uh, my band it's the best the greatest name ever for a band thank you um you you're playing you guys were doing dates you do do, well like was it a one-off thing or rehearsing it was uh, it was like three uh, like a long weekend three shows oh okay and uh, a good excuse for me to go visit my uh two of my daughters in oklahoma city before that oh okay just in time for the uh, tornadoes and thunderstorms and everything (laughs) it was great yeah i know did did some stuff go down there while you were there lots of sirens and stuff but we still managed to have a good time yeah, I spend a lot of time in Oklahoma, in Tulsa and Oklahoma City, because I work with a couple promoters there. And Rocklahoma, which you guys mm-hmm. played, Guns yes. played a few years ago, I, I host every year. That's coming up in a couple couple weeks. So I've had it for like 10, 11 years. I have a friend that books shows there every month. I go and host them. When around this time of year, man, you will get some weather unlike anything yeah. everybody anybody's seen. It's like, and it comes out of nowhere, out of nowhere. And they're you know they're kind of used to it, but if you're not, it's a little you know you start thinking about Wizard of Oz and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh no, without a doubt. And the other thing they got going on in Oklahoma, which you guys know well here in Southern California, are earthquakes. Right. Did the, you know about that? Yes, the uh, fracking earthquakes. They, they, I had heard that or being debunked like that. that it wasn't necessarily caused by fracking, but it may, it could be something else. But they, they got earthquakes there like constantly now. They do. I mean, they, they, they've, they've sucked a lot of stuff out of the ground there. Yeah. So I mean, it's bound to have some sort of effect. I, I think. But um, earthquakes are not exclusive to California. They are, you know, Missouri. There's like a long history of earthquakes all over this great country. How long have you lived in Southern California? I've been stuck out here <laughs> since 1984, 1985. <clears throat> you came from where? Where did you move here from? Uh, from uh, from Boulder, Colorado. Is that your home? That I grew up there. I was born in Chicago. Um, my family moved to Boulder when I was eight, so I sort of have like a dual allegiance. Did you move from Colorado to L.A. to chase the rock and roll dream, so to speak? I came out here with the best band in Colorado at that time. Who yeah. was? What did they call Um they were called Gauntlet. We eventually changed our name to The Wild. Okay. And we were we were a fixture in the uh, club scene for for a long for for a while until until I joined GNR. Playing originals? Oh yeah. Yes. And you were you were playing keys and were you singing as well or just playing keys? Um, I you know that was up until that point. I, you know, I, I started playing when I was t- like twelve years old. I started my first band, and I was always the singer for that band, sort of by default because no one else could sing and. The first show we did um, ever, we played Smoke on the Water. <laughs> I was at a talent show. I was in the sixth grade. And I had this little synthesizer thing, and everyone like wanted we wanted that to be featured, so they gave me the only microphone. And we were all singing, but since I had a mic, they could hear me sing, and so I became the singer. Oh, and wow. Okay. I did that until I was 20, but I kind of got burnt out on it, and I, you know, I've been playing keys the whole time as well, and I figured I might have a better shot as a keyboard player. Um, there'd be like more of a demand and uh, I think I made a good choice mm. but um, uh, you know singing is always sort of something I can add to the music if, if, if possible well I love your voice I love your voice on this new record I mean we're going to talk about the record in a second but I mean I, I love your I mean I love your lead singing on this record I think it's uh, great th- thank you thank you very much but and of course you sing in Hookers and Blow as well but I'm curious about the keyboard thing because 
the band's called The Wild, and you're you're putting it together. And did you start out on another instrument, or was it always keys? Like, what drew you to keys? Um, that's what I started on. My I, my grandparents lived with us, like in an apartment upstairs, and uh, my grandma had an organ, and my brother and I would go beat on that and make noise just for fun. And one day I went up there by myself, and she asked me if I would like to learn how to play a song because I loved listening to her play, and I watched her play like a Christmas, like Silent Night or something. And I played it back, so she she saw that I had this like talent, this ear for music, and so she kind of nurtured that. And did you ever learn other instruments? Can you play guitar or anything? I I picked up guitar early on um, because all the bands that I liked were guitar based bands. Um, and as a like what what were the bands for you as a kid? Stones, Aerosmith. Um, uh, I mean, uh, the, uh, pretty much every band that I, I liked was a guitar based band. But, um, and all the bands that I would be in eventually were guitar sort of based bands. So in order to express, you know, if you if you have a, an idea in your head and you're trying to show a guitar player something on a piano that you hear, it's it's not going to translate. So I, I I picked up the guitar basically to to write. And did you have a role model as far as for keyboards? Like, was there, I mean, there's a million guitar players that people are influenced by. Was there a was there a keyboard guy that you kind of looked up to that influenced you? Um, as far I, as playing or just perf- and performing, and that you you know that was the guy for you. I think well, there was a few. There's a few. I mean, everyone who played with the Stones, was amazing. Um, Billy Powell from from Skinner mm-hmm. for for the piano stuff, and you know John Lord for the organ stuff, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Booker T as well, because mm-hmm. that's how I kind of discovered that that instrument that I could play um, was involved in in you know rock and pop music by listening to Booker T. Right. So you come here from Colorado. In 84. Came in 84. With um, the Wild. Ran out of money, moved back, joined the Wild, came back at 85 to stay. Okay. And does the Wild come back with you, or you come back on your own when you come back? Um, did, you, did the whole band come, or did you came? I, I moved out here with them. With them. I and mean, then it, you start gigging around here with that band? We started gigging, like, right away. We, we needed a bass player. We found a bass player. Um, but, yeah, I mean, basically, when I joined that, when I, I auditioned for that band, sort of, I just came down and recorded with them, and... Um, the singer said, "When can you go to L.A.? When, when will you, when can you be ready?" And uh, I said, "Now, I'm I'm ready to go now." So that was how I knew I had the gig. Mm. And how did it how did it go for you at that point? You're 85, 86. You're at the height of the Sunset Strip stuff going on here, and 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 all the the glam rock and everything that was going on. What was that band like? The Wild? Did you fit in? Were you of that scene? Um, we uh, yeah, I I think we fit in. Um, you know, we uh, we were the the biggest thing in, in in Denver, and moved out here, and it's like a rude awakening because all all the great bands from their own hometowns were in L.A. Right. So you you right. it's like poisons you from, from the, Pennsylvania. Right. Yeah. You go from the top to the you know to the bottom, and they are pretty yeah. fast, right. and then you have to work your way back up again. So I mean, our first gig was like a Tuesday night at the Troubadour, at nine o'clock slot. You know. Yeah. Um, but it, it changed pretty fast. We worked hard. Um. What was the band like, though? Was it was it like that sort of scene at that time, or was it a little different? I at, mean, at that time we were we were. Uh, did you have the big hair, Dizzy? Of course, we had the big you hair. You did. Yes, we used to use the um, the final net for the big hair, and also to uh, create a flamethrower to kill the cockroaches <laughs> in our apartment. Did you do makeup? Did you guys go down that road too? Was there eyeliner going um, on and stuff? You know Your what? wife's laughing right yeah. now, hysterically, because um, that means a yes. Because she's thinking of the picture that's hanging on the wall at home. Oh, is there yeah. a picture? Yeah. Uh, is there stuff online? Are there videos? Um, yes, we definitely uh, we did we did a little bit of makeup here and there. All right. Um, There's no shame in it. That was the scene then, man. We, uh, you know, we sort of we we were definitely a pop band at first, and then we sort of transitioned into more of a rock band, I think. But uh-huh. uh, and then and then we kind of we found this group. It was very sort of danceable, um, you know. I want to say funk rock, but it was there was a groove there, and I think that sort of uh, that sort of took off. Um, I think we were like one of the first bands to really sort of find that niche. Did you get label interest? We did. We we actually you know, we were in the studio a couple of times, but um, yeah, those those fell through. Or uh, I'm not exactly sure why, <laughs> but um, yeah. And then what? Ha- you know, by the way, there's a band now called The Wild out of Canada. I don't know if you know that. Um, if you want to go after them for the name? Nah. <laughs> Good luck, guys. Good luck. <laughs> they're actually, they actually, I think they actually opened shows for Slash when I saw ah. them a, a couple years ago. They're from Canada. Yeah, that would get a little confusing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what? So what? How does the Wild end? 
What's the end story there? What, did it, did um, you guys break up or what happened? You know, I uh, I, I got the call from from Axel one day. Well, where did you meet him? How did you meet him? Uh, we met in uh, the Wild had moved into a, 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 a rehearsal studio a space um, right off of Sunset Boulevard, where behind where Guitar Center is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was two other rooms, and uh, Guns N' Roses moved into one of the rooms next to us. So we were neighbors for a while. You're talking what, eighty six, eighty seven? That would have been eighty five or eighty yeah. Real early. Yeah. And it was the original five guys at that point, it or was, was the this... original five guys at that point. So the appetite lineup. Yep. Living next to you. Living next door to us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and, and there was like one way into this parking lot, um, and it was all closed off. So it was uh there was a lot of energy um in that that little area for, for about I think they we were there for two years. I think they were there for about three or four months. That seemed like ten years because <laughs> so many things happened. But um, yeah, so every night that was the place to be, and pretty much. So um, you guys became friends, basically. You 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 befriended those guys. Yes, we became we became friends. You know, Axel and I became you know pretty close. Uh, um, and you know we had a lot of fun. Um, had a lot of adventures, a lot of mishaps, a lot of crazy crazy stuff. Um. But you know that's he heard me play the piano one night, and I think he you know he said because uh, he had a you know a plan in his head a, lo- a long term plan about adding a keyboard player at some point, and he heard me play, and, and he said you're going to be the guy in the future. Wow! And even back then, even back then, before appetite, before anything, be- before all of it, and he uh, he stuck to his word, and you know a lot of a lot of conversation happens, especially in Hollywood, and it just goes by the wayside. Right. But, but that was you know. That was real, and he and he uh, stuck by his word, and here we are today. Twenty eight years later, yeah. <laughs> so you, so you, you would would the, would he come in or they come in and watch you guys play a little bit? Would you go watch them? Was there like that going on, or was it just kind of like a wave, and then you kind of gravitated? Axel just you and Axel just kind of gravitated towards well, each other. Well, when we actually rehearsed, um, you know, it was pretty much closed off, but uh, um, we it was kind of like oh, you know, our doors were open, you know, yeah. it was all one big sort of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of fun. We, we, we shared a phone line. It was like a, a, a pay phone, but you could, you could get incoming calls and right. we, we shared that. And, um, so we, we steal each other's dates a lot. <laughs> That's a you lot of the phone. Are you calling for the Wilder Guns N' Roses today? I, I'd like to talk to, uh, Axel today and then the next person, Dizzy. Yeah. yeah so, um, <laughs> well, you know, you know, you don't want to talk to, to Stephen. You want to talk to me. Okay. Um, yeah, was there any that. talk about you joining the band around Appetite then? Was there? Um, I mean, there's not a lot not, of keys on that record, obviously, but not really. But when uh, they did a, a, a like a short tour at one point and asked if I could, you know, uh, could join them, um, just around California and stuff. But I got into a car accident and oh, bro- wow. broke my my thumb. I got hit by a drunk driver out on the two ten. Going out to this girl's house for like homemade uh, Mexican food, and I was really excited and. Um, almost died. Really? Yeah. That bad, huh? Yeah, it was it was really really bad. Um, but uh, you know, I guess things happen for a reason. I'm not sure. Um, somewhere there is. So I went to the show that I was one of the shows I was supposed to play at a place called the Music. Uh, what was that? The Music Machine? No. Um, a place up on Sunset. My memory escapes. Um, it's it was an old, a famous place. But um, anyway, I went to that show that I was supposed to play at and my, I was in a cast and there's a, a, a recording somewhere of Axel going um, this next song goes out to Dizzy in his hand mm. <laughs> and it was Night, Night Train I think um, God what was the name of that place Coconut Teaser no it was Club something Club uh, it, was, it was down on, on Sunset um, it'll come to me eventually but um, yeah so um, that never happened but later on you know when, when things got more serious and they got huge and they he stuck to his word so as a guy that was on the, uh, like, literally next to Guns N' Roses as they were sort of getting this whole thing together and forming, more or less, did did you, were you able to recognize and see what was going to happen? Like, could you could you pick up on, even at that early point, that this was going to be this, this, this band was going to become what it was and make this game-changing record? I went and saw them at the Troubadour for the first time. The loudest thing I'd seen at that point. Um, couldn't really hear the vocals, but I looked up on stage and went, "I want to join that band." Mm-hmm. Absolutely, because you just liked them so much, or because you knew that they were going to blow up. I, or I both? knew. I knew that they had everything. They had. They had everything that 
um, it took to become what they are, right? what they became. Right. And when did you officially get the call then to join for for the Illusion record? Like just before that started getting recorded, or when? Um, Nineteen ninety, I'm, I'm thinking. Um, for uh, uh, they were recording Civil War for um, some a benefit record, right? And I got the call to go to go um, do that. So that was before Use Your Illusion. Stephen was still playing drums, and because I think that's the last track that he played on. I, th- I think. Um, yes. The Civil War. Mm-hmm. It's on that, yeah. So, um, well, of course, the story goes from there. And as you mentioned, uh, you know, not to gloss over it, but 28 years is hard to believe. You're still kind of the new guy, though, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I guess it, I've always kind of felt that way. But, but you know what I said about you, and I meant this, and I didn't mean this in a derogatory sense, but you're a low-key guy. And you're 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 not somebody that, and I I don't know you extremely well, but I've known you over the years. That you don't seem like you're somebody at all that seeks the spotlight or anything, or or seeks attention. Again, your wife is laughing. So <laughs> so you are about as low key of a of a personality as can be in a band as massive as Guns N' Roses. I mean, and I don't mean this as a diss, but you can probably still pretty much go to the convenience store and buy a carton of milk and not be bothered, right? For the most part, um, you know, it's just I see the big picture. I mean, those guys are very recognizable, and and uh, you know, they um, internationally, you know. So I, it, in the big picture, I'm just I'm the keyboard player. That's that's what I do. But and, it's uh, bizarre that you can be in a band for t- <laughs> the magnitude of Guns N' Roses for 28 years, and you can pretty much go down on Wilshire right now and and probably walk. And not be hammered by people. Uh-huh. There's certainly Guns N' Roses fans are going to be. Uh, there's Dizzy, but it's not like. And do you like? My question is, do you like that? Because there's a lot of guys that love that. They just want to do their gig and be happy. And then there's the other guys that that you know they're going to walk down the street and they're going to have three goons with them to make sure they get all the attention, even right. if people don't care about them. Right. No, I I, I love it the way it is. It's good. I, I mean, I've seen what it's like. You know. I mean. I'm sure on the road when you're touring and you're part and you're in the group in the right. hornet's nest, it's yeah, a whole yeah, different world. Yeah, but that's you know, that yeah. environment. It's you know, it can be dangerous actually. You know, depending. Yeah. So, um, no, things are cool the way they are. I'm I'm, I'm into it. <laughs> so it's just, it's always fun. I mean, and and you're not the only guy. I mean, every band is, has that dynamic. You've got the guys that are what I call like the secret weapons that are just so vital to the sound and bring so much to the table, but they're not the big personality people. And 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 that's that's a a needed aspect of so many bands. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know if I have the energy to keep that up all the time. <laughs> I, I really. I don't know, man. I didn't have the energy to wake up and be here today, barely. So yeah. I could have still been in bed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's me talking. We're okay. probably around the same age, so I get it. Trust me. Got in late last night. A little bit hungover today. And, uh, you know, but we're here. And, well, I want to talk a little bit more about Hookers and Blow. You also, t- and I want to talk about, again, Dizzy has a phenomenal record that I just love out now under his own name, Dizzy Reed, called Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. So be sure to check that out. More coming up with Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Oh, let me tell you guys about MeUndies. I know it sounds silly. Why is Eddie Trunk telling me about MeUndies and underwear? I mean, come on, it's silly, right? But it's not because I'm telling you I got some of these and they are really, really great underwear. MeUndies, they stay put, no moving moving around. And we know, you know, nothing worse than having to keep reaching under your shorts or whatever and pulling down underwear that rides up on you. They come right to your door. You know, you, you, you they're soft. They're they're durable they're amazing they really are they're they're awesome awesome underwear everybody needs underwear and you don't want old underwear you want new comfortable stuff and that's why you really should check out me undies this is a no risk offer because if you're not happy they'll refund the cost and you get to keep the underwear and because you're listening to me you'll get 15 percent off your first pair and free shipping all you got to do is go to MeUndies.com slash trunk. That's MeUndies.com slash trunk. And here's an f- extra gift for you. If you order a pair, you take a screenshot of your transaction, you send it to me, and you'll get another pair. 
You get the one for 15% off, and then you get the other pair from me free. First 25 people to send a proof of purchase, a screenshot of your purchase or the receipt, and you'll get a pair for free. Just send your proof to gift at podcastone.com. So you buy these things, send a photo of the receipt to gift, G-I-F-T, at podcastone.com. Put trunk, my name in the subject line, and you'll have another pair in your collection for free. You can't lose. I mean, you're talking two free pair here or a free pair for just buying one at 15% off. It's crazy. And there's nothing to lose. If you don't like it, send it back. Meundies.com slash trunk. That's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S dot com slash T-R-U-N-K. Meundies.com slash trunk. All their stuff is amazing. All their stuff is super soft. They got socks. They got everything. But I'm telling you, pick the underwear you want. Do it. You'll enjoy it. And this is a great offer. Meundies.com slash trunk. The largest technology conference on the planet is now on demand at Podcast One. Web Summit has teamed up with Podcast One to bring you the best in tech talk. Each weekday, listen to a new lecture or panel from one of the past Web Summit conferences. They cover everything from the future of driving to artificial intelligence. Listen free to Web Summit exclusively on Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave a rating and review. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? Same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you this true price on cars like the one you want all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for that same car you want, and your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. This, this is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. As we continue with Dizzy, again, the new album is called Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. And I, mean, I could talk to you about a million, a million things forever, but I, know, I do want you to get the word out about this record because I think it's a really, really good record. And um, what's the origins of it? How long were you working on it? I was looking down the credits, and it's kind of a mix of a lot of different people that you have guesting on it. And it looks like there's some guys from previous lineups of Guns N' Roses that are on, on it. I think Bumble yes. was on a couple tracks. and mm-hmm. so, so tell me the origins of it. something you've been working on for a long time. Um, we started about what ten ten years ago, I think. Um, and it was you know I had some stuff that I demoed up, and you know I was playing it for people. You know, my favorite activities: get drunk, play demo tapes. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, guns were on kind of a hiatus at that point. I just started hookers and blow. I was out doing that. Um, uh, but I you know I played some stuff for, for Del James, who who um co-produced the record with me. Mm-hmm. Um. And for for Richard Fortas when I was in New York and my friend Mike Duda and they all kind of uh, really uh, in- encouraged me I guess to you know to go in and 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 track it for real you know mm-hmm. and um, uh, I didn't really have the the means or the finances to do anything like that but I was out with the psychedelic furs I think and I got a call from Dell saying I found a studio you were playing in the psychedelic furs I did I did I toured with the psychedelic furs for recently. Oh no, this is a while ago. Oh, oh okay, long, long time ago, like, like but, ten years ago. Yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't know you were, you did that. Yeah, um, Richard and Richard Fortas, who, who had and Frank, had been had played with them in the past and and with Love Spit Love too, I think. Um, and they needed a keyboard player, so they they called me, and it was a great experience. But anyway, I was doing that. Got a call from Dell, saying I found this place, um, spec time, let's do it. And so going in to do it without a without a band was was kind of. It was kind of a challenge. This is all those years ago? Yes. That Dell called you? Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we, we started tracking it, and I think none of us had any idea of what we were really embarking on. <laughs> In my head, you know, those songs had a lot of stuff going on. Um, and uh, it just, you know, organizing all that and, 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 and finding the time to track them. And when you're doing something on spec time, you know, it's, 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 the schedule's a little bit more, a little tighter. 
Um, you know, if you have money, then you can you can you know do whatever you want. But uh, so anyway. that time meaning that you went into the studio and they gave you time, and you would pay them back later. Yes. sort of sort pay of thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you actually have to work when the studio's not booked off hours. You can't get yes. preferential times right. that you want. Um, but this guy was kind of just starting out, and he just wanted to cut his teeth doing something like this. And, and where uh, was this studio? It was uh, it was called Livewire Studios off of Melrose. He moved downtown eventually. I'm not sure if it's there anymore. See, I'm surprised you guys even went to that level, be- and I'm gl- and I'm glad you did because it's the record sounds great. But I'm thinking you 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 know as well as I do, more and more records are being put together in people's bedrooms or on tour sure, buses absolutely. with email yeah. files going back and forth. I mean, you know, the the, the demo stuff that I. Had, done i had done in my house and um you know which is program drums and stuff and even that sounded better than anything i ever could have imagined when i was a kid doing in, in my house right i think we wanted to do it sort of old school um you know and just capture live performances and do it like like we were used to um and uh you know, I think, I think, yeah. I'm glad you did because that's what resonates in the record, uh, right? I mean, um, and you know, and part of a so yeah, we didn't have a band, um, and there was a lot of people who wanted to come play on it, um, or that we wanted to play, and there was a lot of people that weren't available too. Um, and I think you know, Dell was great at organizing all that and figuring out who was going to play on what. Because you know, there's some combinations on there that probably never would have occurred, you know, in uh in the in the uh well run down the guys i don't have i've i've got the cd at home with the booklet and everything but i i don't i've got the record in my my itunes as well but i didn't i don't have the credits so i don't have it at the top of my head but give me the rundown of the people that are on the record oh boy um see on drums uh frank's on it right frank plays on a couple tracks um frankie benali plays on a couple of tracks that's interesting um you know i wanted john bonham um on (laughs) on on rock and roll and easy and uh he was the next best thing by far. He's he's amazing. Frankie's a beast. Yeah. Um, so. Mike Dupke plays on a lot of stuff. Um, he was in Wasp at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, a tiny uh, uh, Busso plays on a couple of songs. Who else? Is that it? Oh, Adrian from No Doubt played on the song. Oh, okay. Um, that's I think that's all the drummers. I think that's all the drummers. Yeah. Um, Mike Duda on bass. Uh, Dan Druff on bass. Chuck Wright on bass. Um, I know I'm oh, uh, a guy named Greg Coates who's amazing. I uh, played on a couple songs too on bass. Um, probably leaving people out. Tommy Stinson actually plays on a song. Okay. Um, and then a, a ton of guitar players. Richard Richard really you know Fortis raised the level mm-hmm. of of the guitar playing on that and made us realize where it needed to be with every song. So he plays on a lot of songs. Um, Alex Garcia's on a, on some songs. Uh, Bumblefoot, mm-hmm. um, Todd Youth, Mayuko Okai, who's a- a- amazing, um, and uh, I'm probably leaving a lot of people out. So these guys are all rotating in, though. They're coming into the studio. They're actually physically coming in and playing mm-hmm. with you yeah. to, to, for that live vibe. They, they, it, this wasn't them emailing you files. No, no, no. It was just, uh, you know. So you're picking off people as they're in town, as you have studio time. Come down, listen to this track. Mm-hmm. What can you do? And did you write all this stuff? I wrote the majority of it. Yeah. Um, you know, Dell helped me round out a lot of the lyrics. I think um, a song, Mother Teresa, which is the new single, which came out today. Love by that way. track. Second track on the That's, record. That Great is, track. That was released this morning as the, the new single. Um, Dell kind of put that together. There was, it was two different songs. And he's, you know, he said, you know, let's take the chorus for this song, the verses for this song, put that together. Um, which is all well and good until I realized they're in different keys, different tempos. And, <laughs> and then so, you know, it was his idea. Nice idea, Del. But I had to do all the work. And and she, Nadia can attest at me, like throwing my guitar into the wall and it's not going to work. But I figured it out through trial and error. And I'm glad, it, I'm glad that he, you know, had that idea because it really worked well. Um, but uh, so he sort of helped me. Uh, round up, you know, the lyrics, and then him and Ricky Warwick, who also plays on the record. I saw Ricky yesterday. Yeah. Um, they brought in. I the, forgot to mention it to Ricky that because I remember he was on the record. We were talking about all kinds of stuff, and he's great, man. That's amazing. They brought in the uh, the song uh, Vegas. They had the, the uh, this don't look like Vegas. Right. I wanted to ask you about that song because well, well, first of all, the title of the record, Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. Speaks for itself. I mean, if yeah. anybody that's yeah. been in it knows that's pretty much self-explanatory. Yes. Um, and, and if you know me, it's, you know, I'm not that serious of a guy, but so it's a little tongue in cheek, but, uh, I really just wanted to, uh, express, um, how I felt about what it was like. You know, there was, 
you know, we, we tend to remember the, you know, the, the good times and the good things and the, the fun stuff. It's like, you know, euphoric recall. But there were so many nights back in the 80s and stuff where, you know, you just really didn't know where you're going to sleep or what you're going to do for food. And didn't really care a lot of times, but it wasn't easy. Yeah. And uh, it's not it's not all it's not all, all fun and games and. Um, but even now, I mean, being in a you're, you're being in a massive band for twenty eight years like Guns N' Roses. I mean, I'm sure it's you still got it's it's not as easy as people would think. I mean, it's certainly easier than digging ditches, but it's right. not it's exactly. not the cakewalk people think. Right. I'm not working in a coal mine, but I I started I, I really wanted to play um, rock music so I wouldn't have to have a nine to five. I wouldn't have to you know work basically. I work now way more than I ever would have anything <laughs> like that. It's constant work and you have to you have to stay on top of it. But um again, I just remind myself how lucky I am to be able to do it, you know, for a living all these years and uh um I get to see the world and meet cool people and play with so many great musicians. So, um very lucky and uh but again, it's it's a lot of of hard work. Yeah, I mean, it's anybody that has any job like that that's looked at by other people as unique or desirable or different they just assume that it's oh you're, you're, you're even even doing what i do you're on the radio you're on tv you're a millionaire you're set you know and right. you're in a rock band mm. you're you ever made a record you're set for life and it's just that's just not it's, the reality it's, it's of not, it it's not always the case usually not the case and we are working right now as a matter of fact this, <laughs> this is, is this is work, work for yeah. dizzy and i absolutely the 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 first track that you mentioned did ricky uh, co-write it this this don't look like vegas yeah him and del you know, brought that in and what's this what is the uh, story behind that. Um, do you know? I, you know, it's just it's one of their twisted adventures. Uh, that's, you know, I, I kind of fear helped. and loathing. Yeah, we kind of helped. You know, I helped them. Uh, you know, yes, more or less. I, I you know, sort of helped them. Uh, you know, round it out. And you know, some, I was uh, curious uh, about it because Vegas is like one of my favorite cities, if not my favorite city. And I was curious of if there was somebody that that was whether an experience Ricky or Dell or you or somebody had. I, you know, it's it definitely sounds like one of Ricky's adventures for sure. <laughs> It really does, and we've had some in the past. We go way back. You go uh, back with Ricky Warwick? Oh yeah, when, um, when he was in the Almighty, I met him through Dell. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, just uh, yeah, some good stories. Yeah, he, I was. He, I saw him last night. I might try to get him in here this week and uh, and just get into some stuff with him because he's he's a lot of fun. Some gr- great music fan, and and of course, yeah, I love Black Star Riders with their oh yeah, now as well, no, it's so. it's amazing. And you know when he got the uh, when it was still the you know, Thin Lizzy, there was there's nobody better for that gig. There's no one. Uh, more deserved, and I guess he's gonna. I saw Scott Gorham a couple weeks ago when they were out, and he said they're gonna. There's gonna be another Thin Lizzy sort of run at some point. So that's fantastic. Would be cool. awesome. I guess 40th anniversary of Live and Dangerous is coming up, so Great. they're gonna celebrate that in some way. And, cool. I mean, we all know it's not. It, it can't be Thin Lizzy really without Phil, but it's a, it's it's as good as it's gonna get. Did you see Fortis when he was in that band? Um, no, I, I I did not. But uh, man, he I, owned I, it. He I was gave so him a good recommendation. It. He, oh, you did. Yeah, <laughs> he was. He was so into it. He was great. Um, in it. I know. He's and he's. You know, when Richard uh, is into something, and he's gonna, he's gonna do it the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vivian Campbell, I saw do it. He was amazing in it. So many of those guys, uh, just you know, just went for. It. And of course, now what they do with with Damon and and Ricky and Scott. I mean, that's, I mean that's a great band. Yeah, and, and Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Robbie's in there now as well. So, um, just so we're clear. Dizzy Reed, this record, Rock and Roll Ain't Easy, this is different than Hookers and Blow. This is a different thing, or are you going to be doing songs from this with Hookers and Blow? Um, you know, I, I, I tried to keep them separate, um, but inevitably it just makes sense. We, yeah, we've been incorporating songs from the record into our set and sort of transitioning into that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's the best of both worlds. Okay. So people that come to see, I know today they that there it was announced you're going to go out and do shows with the Dead Daisies. Mm-hmm. So people that go to see that, you'll be getting a little taste of this record as well. Yes, definitely. And and who, who is in Hookers and Blow now? I mean, you guys that changes a little bit as well. It, it, and you got Fart Master Supreme Don Jameson that goes out there with you guys <laughs> quite a bit. I don't know how it, you t- you deal with the air around them, man. Um, but. you know it's it's a lot of laughs, a lot of laughs. Um. I guess we we keep that stuff to a minimum as much as possible, but he did, didn't around me all the years we did a TV show together. I, we did have a we had our own bus in January, which was amazing. Um, I'm not sure how we did not get pulled over by the police once. 
Um, but it was wrapped with the Hookers and Blow logo. Oh, yeah. Rolling across mid-America. Um, yeah. The name alone, you would think somebody would yeah. flag that, right? But, you know, actually we got a lot of, uh, you know, people were, yeah, a lot of horns honking and uh, <laughs> uh, a lot of pictures that uh, we, we went to a lot of Walmarts and uh, it was very popular. <laughs> I'm not sure why, but. All right. Well, Hookers and Blow going out. You've got... Uh... You've got this record out, which will kind of, as you said, fold into that a little bit. And, oh, yeah, there's that little piece of business with more Guns N' Roses shows mm-hmm. coming up in Europe. Yes. So you, you, you're, uh, you guys have been on a break for a little while now. Um, yes, since uh, December, I think. But, um, yeah, i got to start uh, focusing on that, and that's, you know, that's going to be great. I can't wait to get over there. That's, at about, that's about a, a few weeks of festivals, right? Um, Something like that. It's a... More than a few weeks. I think it's about six weeks, maybe. Oh, okay. Six or seven. I don't know. And then it certainly would appear that everybody is kind of like going to kind of go their own ways because Slash has already announced his record and announced live shows. He's playing festivals with his own thing. You just announced, you know, you're doing Hookers and Blow stuff. You've got everything going. So, you know, I know Duff's already got another band that he'd put out there doing some stuff. So so have you been told, like, if there's a future for for this whole thing beyond this or everybody's just going to kind of take some time? Um, you know, I just, I, I think there's, you know, some, possibly some more dates later this year, but I don't, I'll be the last to know. <laughs> um, so I'm in a, you know, it's always my, my first priority is, is GNR. Um, so, uh, going to squeeze in this, you know, hookers and blow dead daisies thing and, and, uh, go from there. Were you surprised in any way by the, I mean, you've been in the band 28 years. Were you surprised by this reunion and just what it was i mean just the enormity of it did it did was it bigger than you bigger than you thought what you thought i mean the the whole i mean you've seen it all i mean you've, you've been in so many lineups of this band so many variations of this band there's been a lot of people some of them are on your record that have been mm-hmm. in and out of the band what's your what's your takeaway i mean what you've just experienced and come through with this and you you've, there's more coming up but still i mean the bulk of it is is a few years of touring the world just must have been at a level like you couldn't even believe. Yeah, you know, I'm not surprised at, at, at all. Really, I think it's been it's been fantastic. You know, and the fans have been great, and uh, um, you know, we we definitely work very very hard, um, and uh, it pays off. Any highlights for you personally of the touring so far and, and doing all this? Uh, well, you know, it's we we play a long time. Yeah, like three and a half hours, I think, with no breaks. So. Um, I'm just amazed I can get through that without having to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I yeah, because you can't leave. I cannot leave. I mean, Axel can walk out there, walk off for a while with the guitar solos are going on and this and that. Frank can't leave either, right? Uh, uh, I don't think he has any. No, Frank. Not. Nobody actually. The only guy that gets to leave, I guess, would be Axel. Um, well, or, think, or no, yeah. there's the there's the the thing with. Um, Frank and Slash and Richard, right? The the when they play like "Wish You Were Here" or some of that stuff, right? But I'm, you know, I'm on, I'm ready to go on that too. So uh, that's uh, you got a bucket up. I I play on that too. You got a bucket up there or anything? Um, no, I just have to time it right. Um, maybe get uh, uh, wear some uh, depends. Right, right. Start doing that maybe. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) It is a long set, man. I was at the show. I was, you know, I was at the Apollo show when you guys played in Harlem. That was was amazing. Yeah, that that was the Sirius XM show. And I mean, it's it is. My gosh, I I will never forget that show because not only did I get to intro the band that night and do a broadcast from there, and it was an amazing night, an amazing setting. But then I walked out of there like whatever it was, three in the morning. And there's only one 24-hour car parking garage in Harlem. So I park there, and I turn the corner. And because there's only one 24-hour parking garage in Harlem, everybody who drove to Harlem to the GNR show parked in that garage. (laughs) So in the heat, standing there for literally like two hours while one parking attendant took the money and got the cars. Oh my gosh! It was. I almost just left my car there and gave it up and Ubered back to Jersey. It was just ridiculous. Wow. But anyway, uh, we'll come back with a few more minutes with Dizzy Reed. Maybe if, uh, people want to grab a, a couple phone calls for Dizzy Reed while we're while we have him here and uh, we're focused on his stuff. Dizzy is here. He's got the hookers and blow stuff coming up. He's got the record rock and roll ain't easy, which is out now, and of course the big GNR stuff coming up. This. Uh, if you're in Europe, nothing in America, but if you're in Europe, 
the big GNR stuff coming up there. So I know met a friend, my friend Doug. I saw him in Maryland over the weekend. I said, yeah, I'm going to talk about Guns N' Roses fans now. Crazy they are. He goes, yeah, I'm going to see GNR in Italy. I'm like, oh, really? This is amazing. He goes, yeah, I'm, I'm going in on a Thursday, seeing the show Friday, coming back Saturday to Italy. Um, it's like, yeah. yeah. He said, yeah, I'm going to be there like eight hours. It's going to drop <laughs> in, see the. I was, wow, okay. Oh, well. Uh, I, I mean, that that's not out of the norm for, I'm sure, for Guns N' Roses fans. I mean, that's. I, I'd still, you know, I'd, I'd rather not do that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, to, it, that's. If you're going to pick a setting, you know, pick one you like, I guess. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we'll come back a little more with Dizzy Reed on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Let me tell you guys about the Quip toothbrush. It really is great. I have one. A lot of toothbrushes, the electric toothbrushes, I used to have one. It was bulky. They would charge you crazy money for the replacement heads. It was all about selling you stuff instead of having really user-friendly, easy experiences. And that's what Quip is about. It's been described as the Tesla of toothbrushes, and that's what makes Quip so different. They focus on selling you things you need and things that help you brush your teeth the right way rather than selling you stuff to make money. You see, for starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush. It's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes, but it still has just the right amount of vibrations to help clean your teeth. It has a built-in timer. You know when to switch sides. You know when to move it around. It guides you through the process. Make sure you're brushing your teeth the right way. Then there's the subscription plan for your health, not your convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule, which is every three months for just $5, and that includes free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel whenever you take your teeth. And that's always that you're going to have your teeth, right? So you get to bring your brush in a nice hygienic tube. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's Best Inventions, and it is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers. They use Quip every day. Quip starts at just 25 bucks. And if you go to getquip.com slash trunk, T-R-U-N-K, right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's right. Your first refill pack is free. Go to getquip.com slash trunk. That's getquip.com slash trunk, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash trunk. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Dizzy Reed is here right now. Rock and Roll Ain't Easy is the name of the record, which is out now, and he is getting ready to do shows with the Dead Daisies. When does that tour kick off with Hookers and Blow, Dead um, Daisies? August 18th, I think, or 19th. Okay. And you were in, I forgot you were in the Dead Daisies. I was. Um, I did uh, two records with them and uh, did some touring, um, played Cuba, um, did the Kiss Cruise twice. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, a lot of great musicians. Who was in, was Fortis in when you were in? Yes, he was the whole time. He uh, was in? And we, was Tishy playing drums? Tishy came in later, um, but we there was uh, one tour he couldn't do, so we got uh, Charlie Drayton on drums. Okay, and uh, Daryl Jones was playing bass. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, John Stevens, John Karabi, Tempesta. Uh, John Tempesta. Tempesta drums. was yeah, in the yeah. Dead. Everybody's been in the Dead Daisies. I didn't know yeah. Tempesta did it. So did. Doug was Doug Aldridge in when you did it? Um, no, just after I left, he came in. But I, you know, definitely brought his name up a few times. Yeah, wow. Okay, amazing. Let's get a call on for Dizzy. This is um, Dawson, who's listening to us in Canada. Hey, Dawson, what's going on, man? Hey, Dizzy. Hey, Eddie. Hey. What's happening? Um, I was wondering, uh, I saw you guys in Toronto in 2016, and you guys just blew the roof off the Air Canada Centre. And uh, I heard you guys got a new album coming out, and um, 
uh, your band. So what can the fans expect for, for the new album, I'm trying to make my way around? Well, wait, wait, whoa, 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 Dawson. You're talking about Dizzy Reed's new album is out. Are you talking about a Guns N' Roses new record? Oh, no, the Dizzy's album. It's out. It is, you know, it's out digitally worldwide. Um, June 1st, it comes out physically worldwide. Oh, the physical is not available right now? Um, not just yet, but pre-orders oh. are, um, go to Amazon, I think, mm-hmm. um, yeah. is, is the main place. But uh, yeah, it's it's out digitally worldwide, physically June 1st. Oh, I didn't know that. I have a CD. So somebody sent me a CD a couple weeks ago, so I got a you're special, Eddie. I feel very special because I'm all about the CD still. So I didn't realize that. Okay. So if people want to buy it, though, on, uh, as a download, where do they go? Um, iTunes or Amazon? or Yes. Amazon. Uh, is it up on Apple Music and all the streaming services and all that? Yep, sure is. Are you doing it on a vi- on vinyl? Yes, purple vinyl. It's the coolest thing you've ever seen. Wow. <laughs> so, so if you can't wait, you can get it on iTunes and all that. But if, uh, yeah, the, the CD and... Uh, Wait, let me turn not your mic, your mic on if you're speaking because we can't hear you. Go ahead. Um, you can get a... Um, a digital um, extra song if you get it, yeah, on digital. There's oh, there's an extra song. Yeah, an there is an extra track. So I, so on my CD, I don't have this song. No, we'll have to get it. To oh you. my goodness, what is the song? Um, I did a cover of uh, "Splendid Isolation," a Warren Zevon song. Oh, okay. So, um, I don't know. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm familiar with the song. I'm not a big Zevon guy. I don't know it all that well. Well, we'll have to get it to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, the best place is um, you know, Amazon to do uh, pre-orders and. Um, I guess check with your local retailers for pre-order options as well. <laughs> Dizzy's such a salesman. My God, you work it so hard, Dizzy. Stop with the plugs and pushing it. I mean, my God, such so shameless in your in your in your self plugging. Yes, <laughs> you definitely. You definitely got to get get a publicist to put out like good press releases for you, man. Because you're, you're just he's so reserved about everything. That's so what I'm like. Yeah, well, go to Amazon. Like if you want, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I can't think about it too much. I get too excited. <laughs> well, it really, really, really is a, is a, a killer record, and I, I I'm being dead serious, man. I listened to it. I I, I texted Don. I, t- I said, "Did you hear Dizzy's record? This record's really. I mean, it's everything I love about." you know hard rock music i mean it's it's live feeling it's got hooks it's got great songs i love your voice man i mean everything about it it's just it, it's like it feels like a good old school hard rocking record man that was the goal yeah going in, well you sure. did it i mean it took you 10 years but you did <laughs> yeah we, we, there were some obstacles along the way and uh but we uh i i stuck to it thanks to my lovely wife over here she she kept pushing you on it who who also appears on the record? Oh, are you on the you're yes. on the record as well? I just sing some backups. Oh, okay, right. she adds that color that it needs. All right, all right. Well, my thanks to Dizzy Reed of Guns N' Roses. Great conversation. Check out Dizzy's new album, Rock and Roll Ain't Easy. It is really, really a good record. As I was saying earlier, I really feel that it's a record that. I mean, I don't think we're getting a new Guns N' Roses record at all at any time. And Slash is about to release his own record, but I do think. I do think that uh, if some of these songs were to become Guns N' Roses songs and were recorded by GNR, they would be a great spirit of Guns N' Roses and a great fit for that band. But obviously, that's that's not happening anytime soon. But check out Dizzy's album. Really, really good stuff. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Katie Irizarry. She is the producer. And again, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Eddie Trunk. EddieTrunk.com is the website. All the appearances on the homepage. And please be sure to check out Trunk Fest, my brand new TV series on Access TV, Sunday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time, covering music festivals around the country, around the globe. Also, be sure to listen to me every day on Sirius XM Channel 106, volume live, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time and replaying every night, 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. There's also a terrestrial FM syndicated radio show and, of course, an extra show on Sirius XM on Mondays, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern on Channel 39, Hair Nation. You guys have a great week. I'll see you next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, free on PodcastOne.com and iTunes.
Move over, YouTube. The Collider Network is now on Podcast One. Get your fix for any of your pop culture needs with shows like Collider Factory and Movie Trivia Schmodown. Download and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One today. And remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. You're into your shows, right? Well, then listen up. If you have Xfinity Internet, entertainment starts at free with Flex. So you can get really into your shows. Find your favorites faster with just your voice. The Office. Xfinity. It's a way better way to watch. Myrtle Beach is the beach. 60 miles of bright sand, water, and a wealth of wonderful music playing day and night. You can step into a simple beach bar and discover a surprising level of exciting musical talent. A place to kick back and groove to the enticing soundtrack of the most unexpected vacations around. With nothing but good vibes floating through the warm ocean air. Plan your own music field trip to America's Jukebox at visitmyrtlebeach.com.